This is the Christian Life Coach Collective, and I'm your host, Laura Malone. We're talking all things coaching, concepts, tips, tools, self-coaching, mindset, faith foundations, and definitely entrepreneurship because I want to support your calling as a coach and help you build a thriving online business with God as your CEO. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Here we go. I was once told by somebody that I care about and I respect the opinions and feedback of that she doesn't feel like she has much to offer because she knows I have the ability to coach myself through things and she thinks I seem to know what I need to know. So to paraphrase it, kind of like, why would she pipe up, right, (laughs) if I'm sharing something? And of course, my response was that I'm always interested in what she says and by the way, she's a trained and certified coach. She regardless of the fact she's not actually practicing it right now, but she's she's got the skills. She has high intelligence, lots of amazing life experience. And I told her, like, she always has permission to be part of my process. But I guess I've assumed that with my in my relationships, my personal relationships, that if I talk about something with somebody, that they would see I'm inviting them into the story, right? I am really good at drawing the line between personal and private. So if it's personal and I share it, then you're invited into the story. If it's private, I won't be sharing it. And if I need help or advice, I'll usually ask. But my friends and family, they're always welcome to ask if I need help or advice. Because coaches need help too. Coaches need coaching. We're not the only ones with the only tools and the only help that's good for us. And a good coach knows this. (laughs) So... Our professional skills, they just, they have ways that they impact our personal relationships. And there are just some natural challenges that come when you have the gift of coaching. But it's not unlike the gifts and passions and roles that anybody else has, right? Anybody else walks in. So you know, you know, the the cashier or the teacher in your life or the doctor or hairstylist or friend who just seems to always know the answers to some or all of your questions, (laughs) always. And if he or she is passionate about that information that they carry that's pouring out of them, or they get overzealous, or they think that because they see you needing info or help that they are the one you really want it from. And When a person believes in the thing they're called to, because they're passionate about it, it's normal for them to want to let it out whenever they see an opportunity. And honestly, like friendships and personal conversations and relationships, those are just always right in front of you. So it feels like that can just always be an opportunity. But you don't want to just become the friend or the wife or the son or whatever, who is more like a nagging mother-in-law who believes her way is the best way. And fortunately, I don't have one of those. Thank you, Jesus. And I hope to not become one. (laughs) So my mother-in-law has set a good example. So blessings on all of my future in-law children. (laughs) I'm, I'm hopeful to not be in your way. But just because we try not to coach people when they don't want it doesn't mean that that's how they experience us. When you have the calling of a coach, it just naturally pours out of you. You have to become aware of how it comes out and when so that your own awareness is your 
like your personal leadership style of your own life. Because that's the best kind of coach, the one who leads themselves well and sets an example. That kind of coach serves the industry well and the industry of coaching by creating the expectancy that coaches are aware people, compassionate people, and that they operate at a standard of excellence in their own lives because they're in process. They're trying to grow themselves. They're always doing transformative work for themselves. They're not just telling other people what to do. They're practicing what they preach. That is the type of coach that serves their clients, their industries, and their personal life well. In the past, you might have heard me say to not really hire friends and family as your clients. <laughs> um, I did I did episode 154 on coaching friends and, cli- um, friends and family, and you can listen to that. There's a, a different direction of this conversation in that episode. But I will say, I know that um, a lot of the coaches I work out with, especially when they're starting out their coaching, they're starting to look for clients, they're building their business, they only know the people in front of them. So I will tell you that I would recommend that you have a bit of an agreement with them instead, if not just open-ended, all of our conversations are going to turn into coaching, right? First off, your friends and family aren't usually your ideal clients anyway. And sure, you might start off practicing with them when you need somebody to sit in that virtual chair across from you in the beginning. But in the end, they're rarely the ones that you actually want to be coaching. And you're not likely the person that they would really choose for a coach. You're probably not their ideal coach. They chose you as a friend for a reason. They hang out with you for a reason. And if you have so-called friends, who only hang out with you because you coach them for free, stop hanging out with them. Send them a scheduling link. They're not friends. They're uh, they're hanging on. They're clinging to the boat, the friendship. They're not in the boat with you. They're not helping you navigate the boat. They're not, you know what I mean? Like they're clinging and they're getting a free ride on this friendship. <laughs> so... They're clients that you're working for nothing for. And that happens a lot of a lot of times. I've had so many people like that in my life where I can look back and I go, wow, they consistently took from me, but they didn't really give me anything that I needed. And I didn't see it because I I did find a fulfillment in the fact that I was coaching them, but I never found a fulfillment inside of the relationship as a friend, like I thought I was going to hang out with a friend and every time I would come home and tell my husband, gosh, I feel like I poured out the whole time. They didn't stop me from pouring out. They soaked it all up and then left me with the bill. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, was that a, was that hanging out with a friend? No, I'll tell you that I have friends that we coach each other. That, there are just friends where, There's a natural iron sharpening iron. There's help me process. What do you think I should do? Um, Ask me questions to help me dig deeper. There are friends that do that, but it's not all of the time. They're not catching a free ride on this friendship, right? So the people who are catching a free ride, they're not going to get the results that they could get if they actually made an investment into coaching, 
And they're not going to let you hold them accountable because they haven't contractually chosen you. So let them go. Find other people to actually be your friends and tell these people they can hang out with you in a coaching session they've actually paid for. So back to that agreement I mentioned. What you can do is to let any friends or family that actually want coaching and are willing to invest in it, or even if you just really want to coach somebody for free because it does actually seem to be a good fit for you, just have them sign maybe like a friends and family agreement. If you don't actually send them through the whole process of your intake questionnaire, your contracts, everything on your scheduler, and actually turn them into a client, if you just want to coach a friend or family, have them sign something like an agreement. And I would suggest even telling them, hey, schedule so that, you know, it's good for you to get in the mind space, the head space of I'm a client. I'm getting coached right now. It's my with my friend. I get to be with my friend and get coached. And we have an appointment at one o'clock tomorrow. Like that's actually really helpful for them, not just for you and your relationship. It's helpful for them to get the most out of it because they get prepared for it. They're kind of expectant and hopeful that something they're going to learn something about themselves they're going to grow they're going to take action figure out what they need to do to take action right so um this even if they're not paying this agreement can be more like a commitment form so think of like a commitment form or agreement that you and your kids would sign if you were to send your kid to a camp and the camp's like We need you to agree to these guidelines and terms so that everybody is in the know about the expectations while you're here. Um, You could just write something simple that covers the bases of client accountability, what, you know, figure out what kind of results they want out of it, how many sessions they're agreeing to. I would also add that if a time ever arises when they or you decide that the coaching is kind of going in the wrong direction or it's not beneficial to one of you, that you communicate this up front because you don't want to lose the relationship because of it, right? If that start ha- starts to happen to you, then just don't ever coach any friends or family if you've had a few rounds where you lose a relationship because of it. Just stop doing it. <laughs> it's not worth it. So this is also the reason I recommend only agreeing to meet a, like a small number of times, one, two, three at the max, so that you're both released sooner than later And you can always agree to meet more, but it does give you both an out early on. Or maybe, maybe your friend just really wants you to listen to them. And maybe they just want you to give them advice because coaches are often good advice givers. Maybe you have friends that are just like, I just need you to hear me. And then I do want you to give me advice. I don't really want coaching. I just want you to be my friend who gives me advice in this situation, right? Well, that's okay. That's being a friend who's giving advice. But you don't have to slide into coaching mode. And remember that this giving advice, consulting, teaching, it's not a coaching relationship when you're doing that. Coaches guide a client. They don't spend the whole time teaching them or consulting them so the client knows exactly what they're supposed to do. A coach helps the client find their way forward and asks the right questions to do so. The coach doesn't have all the answers. The client can figure out the answers. Now, it doesn't mean the coach never offers options or opens the door to more clarity or helps give resource or um, wisdom that they carry already. It just means that a coaching session should really allow the client to take more space inside of it than the coach. 
It's supposed to be a space for the client to grow, not for the coach to just shout out what they know, okay? I would also offer that you can just ask your friends or family ahead of time, do you want me to put on my friend hat where I just listen to you and then I secretly go beat him up for you? Or my pastoral or chaplain hat where I just listen and then I just let you be? Or would you like me to put on my coaching hat where, you know, I ask you questions to help you dig deeper and then I'm available if you want to ask me questions? And just ask them what hat they want. They might start with one. I just want you to be my friend. Or I just want you to be my my chaplain, right? I just want you to like, listen. I just want to get all out on the table. I need to debrief. Um, And then they might say, okay, now I I want you to pick up a little bit of my offense and be with me in this hurt and this anger. And I want you to be my friend. And yes, maybe I do want you to go beat him up, (laughs) right? Then they usually pass through that. And they're like, okay, I need some coaching. Like, can you help me figure out why do I feel this way? And what am I supposed to do about it? The thing I really want to get to is how you can avoid the trap of falling into coach mode when you're just in a personal conversation, especially with friends or significant others and even just people you just randomly meet. First, if you're a coach or you're becoming one, two skills that you have to develop, which will benefit every relationship inside and out of coaching, they are active listening and empathy. So as a coach, you're probably full of wisdom or experience or helpful advice in some area. You probably know how to ask amazing, thought-provoking questions. So you're going to have to navigate the perception that you've got it all figured out. People who already know you might lean towards interpreting your life as you know better. And people who don't really know better know you might interpret your gifting as a coach as like you already live this perfect life. That's how you got to be the expert. And that's why you're a coach. Obviously, neither are true, even if you think it is. Just kidding. But you will have to learn how to use language that's more curious and inquisitive when you're coaching or even just in your relationships when you're not coaching. If you have coach speak in your brain, it's going to come out at the dinner table with your kids. If you've been coaching all day, you've been thinking about working in your coaching business, doing all the things, then suddenly you're at the dinner table, you need to have mom speak or dad speak, not coach speak. You have to take the hat off and put on the other hat that allows you to speak the language of the people in front of you and your family at the dinner table, they're not your clients. So you need to talk to them like they are your children, your spouse, your significant other, your parents, your sisters, brothers, friends, like whoever is in front of you, you need to put on the proper hat for being in a relationship with that person. You have to remember to draw the line and say, I, I'm not a coach right now. I'm a woman. I'm a man. I'm a son. I'm a wife. I'm a mom, a dad. And if you know what hat is appropriate for the time, then you can learn how to take that hat off and put on your coach hat when you have somebody needing coaching and you have permission to coach them, okay? Now, when you have the language that's more curious, you're gonna be asking questions because it's easy to speak like you just know the answer and people should do what you tell them. <laughs> but you, instead of just making statements, you need to ask And you need to be asking questions. You need to be leaning in. You need to be listening. Like what they're saying is important. 
You need to mirror them. You need to have empathy and you need to communicate that empathy. When people are going through something or they need help in some area, then your empathy is a necessary part of it. It doesn't mean you have to go limp on like in your conversation and completely leave the coaching behind. You just have to learn how to balance the coaching forward moving you with this person in their present moment. Now, some of you are more of a pastoral coach and you probably have a natural tendency towards that, a gifting. Um, But then others of you, the possibility coaches, the strategy coaches, like you're probably like, hey, let's, let's not stay stuck right here. Let's move forward real quick. You know, I can help you get unstuck. And sometimes people are like, I need to be here right now. I need to experience what I'm experiencing. And if I don't want you to drag me onward (laughs) and up and out, right? So to care for other people, whether they're friends or clients, you really need to learn how to listen well and ask questions and don't make assumptions or presume to know their inner life and what's best for them. So for example, if a friend says she's going to start a business and you love helping people start businesses, you could do A, start to tell her exactly where she needs to begin and what to not do, or you could be, ask her questions about how long has it been in her heart to do this? What's making her most excited about this idea? Don't pick her apart, right? Just lean in and care about what she's saying and don't listen so you can figure out what to say next. Listen because she's somebody you care about. You want to hear what she's saying. Don't Listen to what your head is saying while she talks. Listen to what her mouth is saying. Listen to what her heart is saying. Listen to her process. Most likely, she just wants to talk about her dream right now. She doesn't want you to shoot holes in her boat quite yet. Wait until she actually asks for coaching. And then just tell her, you can, you know, if you ever need coaching in this area, you know where to find me, girl, right? Because you have to remember that unsolicited advice doesn't actually help float a friendship. It can sink it faster than a hole in the bow. Like, pay attention to what you're doing. If you've been invited, if you have a right to speak into this person's life or not. I, I'm saying, I'm preaching to myself. Hey, Laura, remember. Because <laughs> it's easy to slip into coach mode. Especially when you have a full-time like business where that's what you're thinking about. You're talking about it. You're teaching about it. You're training people. You're coaching people. Like people come to you all of the time for you to be in coach mode. It is hard to stop and just have dinner with somebody and not coach them when you know you have to be really self-aware about it. So I'm saying all of this because I really want you to, I want to help you balance the coach mode and the I care for you mode in your relationships. So I hope this is helpful. Again, refer to episode 154 if you need some more direction about what it's, you know, coaching friends and family. It's just a big thing to pay attention to because these relationships in your life, they're not worth the loss of them simply because you're using your calling as a coach. Remember that every strength that you have can become a liability when it's used out of timing, when it's misused, or when it's overused. So pay attention to it. Become more self-aware of when you're coaching 
and when you're actually able to take that hat off and put a different hat on. And don't put four hats, 10 hats on top of your head. Learn how to delineate where you need to be right now with who, right? Okay, bless your friend. Remember all things are possible and talk to you soon. I hope that you loved this episode and you feel challenged, inspired, and encouraged. If you're a coach or you want to be one, jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group so we can connect over there. And to work with me, grab the links in the show notes to get quick clarity about your calling as a coach and entrepreneur, as well as how to get trained as a coach with Sterling and Stone and start your own business. Bless you, friend.